All right, hello everybody. Welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This is Chris Baca sitting across the room from everybody's teenage dream, Mr. Jared Truby. I'm tanked out. And to my left and Jared's right, we have longtime old homeboy, Chris Mendoza, That's educator and trainer <laughs> of Chromatic Coffee in the lovely South Bay, San Jose, California. What is up, hello, Chris hello, Mendoza? Hello. What's going down? Nothing much. Coffee, making more coffee, <laughs> teaching people to make coffee. Coffee and coffee. Coffee and coffee. Coffee uh, and coffee on racks. Coffee and coffee on racks. So, uh, Chris used to be a customer homie of ours. Yeah, way back in, in the, the day. Come oh, in the man. shop, get coffee before you made coffee. So, wait a second. Okay, here's the thing. You didn't live, so you came to get coffee from us in Santa Cruz, but you didn't live in Santa Cruz. Is that I, true? I lived in Santa Cruz for like a couple years. I okay. lived in Scotts Valley. Yeah. Okay, so you were up in Scotts Valley. Yeah. Were you going to school? Uh, yeah, I did the Cabrillo thing for a little bit. All right. Great. Mm, Cabrillo. So and, yep. where do you live now? Uh, I'm in San Jose. Okay. okay. San Jose. San Jose proper. Yeah, yep. And your journey in coffee has been, in my opinion, a unique one because, uh, and and I like this about you, you said, I'm getting into this damn industry one way or another because <laughs> I love it. And you basically made it happen. I'm, I get, mean, I'm getting me a job. I, I saw that, and I, I love the persistence. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so I... Man, when when I started in specialty, I I used to kind of uh, start talking to people about it as, oh, uh, kind of almost, I've been in love with this girl for three years, but we've only been dating for like a month. Mm -hmm. Like like kind of this, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember moving to Santa Cruz and just like hearing about this Verve place. And it's like, it's like coffee is coffee. I've worked in Starbucks for two years and these other places. I know coffee. And then I was like, whoa, there's, there's a heart in my mocha. I, I must have more. And I would just come and drink mochas all the time. And that was just like the start of a, a, a slippery slope. But um, I, I forgot the initial question. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, he no, was no, talking. No. He was talking about getting you in, like yeah, pushing your you way there? into the industry. Yeah. Um, well, I would just, geez, I would just hang out at Verve all the time. Um, I would hang out at Verve all the time. I, I reached this weird point where I would just kind of barge. Like I would just walk upstairs. Like once you guys. Uh, built out a Seabright, I would just walk upstairs and be like, who's working? Oh, hello to this person, hello to this person. Yeah. Is Colby in? Hi, Colby. And just, just stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Made yourself known a little bit. Totally. So Seabright's where the Verve Coffee Roasters, um, Seabright's a street in Santa Cruz where the roastery is, for those who don't know. Yeah, so I mean, so you did that, but you didn't actually end up working at yeah. Verve, right? Yeah. So you, you got into coffee. Like, where mm -hmm. was your first coffee job? Yeah. Uh, aside from, obviously, Starbucks, which we're going to get back to. Okay. But where was yeah. your first specialty yeah, coming back there. Yeah. Um, yeah. coffee job after Starbucks? So um, I moved back to San Jose at one point, and then I would start frequenting uh, Bolano, uh, mm -hmm. the, the first Bolano. They have two locations now. Yeah. Um, and I would just show up all the time and just, just bug them and be like, oh, you guys serve Verve. This is great. And I would just come in and come in and come in. And then I started dropping off resumes. And they started hiring, and they're like, "Sure, we'll give this guy a shot." Yeah, and and I started working in specialty. Yeah, that's awesome. Who did you interview with there? Oh, I interviewed with Veronica Ruckman. Nice. Yeah, dude, she's I love Bellano's awesome. Bellano is awesome. They're, oh, yeah, they're great. Both of their shops. I really like B two. And is uh, is Eric still there? Oh, um, Eric is actually Eric is actually now a general manager slash trainer, and he's just kind of heading up some new projects for Bolano. So he's not as hands on as he used to, but I feel like it's really cool because I feel like, like with all the baristas, he heads up training. So I feel like you really see his fingerprints on that, and mm -hmm. I, I call him my coffee sensei. So I like to think his fingerprints are on that too. So, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Eric. Yeah, we met Eric way back in the day when he competed for uh, chocolate fish, chocolate oh, fish? Yeah. out of Sacramento area, and he's a. Uh, He's had like a really good energy about him, and he just he's really good at coffee. 
I remember running into Eric over the years, and I'd never seen him in the cafe. And then I went in to B2, and that guy fucking murders it at customer <laughs> service. He oh, is man. Oh, yeah. so good with like managing the drinks going out and the people coming in and the smiles and the high fives and the handshakes and yeah it's fantastic That's anyway rad. sidebar so he trained you yeah yeah and so you started you started as like a red job there or whatever yep. like did your whole thing work your way up yeah um i got super lucky i think they kind of stuck to uh i feel like there's um in yeah I feel like there's there's typically kind of stages like you'll work at a place for like six months, be like dishwasher, register, yeah. whatever, and then you'll work your way up. Um, I got really fortunate. Um, this other guy, uh, Sam, actually like recommended me to be barista trained at mm-hmm. like two, three months in. And so they threw me at the machine and I spent some time with Eric and I just got to play and I learned about recipes. Um, what's funny, though, is I feel like you showed me recipes before I even did that. Um, way back, I bought in my Pressy, and you gave me numbers for <laughs> oh, Lorox and Nitas. Oh, the yeah. Lorox and Nita. Yeah. That I was a good that coffee. coffee. Oh, man. The Lorox and Nita. Yeah, that's funny. I remember I remember giving you that shot because that wasn't even a, that wasn't an espresso. I mean, funny thing about me and, and Verve is that <laughs> I'm, what I would do sometimes is like if I didn't like how a coffee was tasting, I'd fully just grab a single origin coffee and start dialing it in to just serve yes. to people because I there we, we had we had such amazing coffees that I was like, I can make this taste good and then I'd like <laughs> I'd do something like put Roxanita on the bar out of nowhere. Jared is king you were king of the rogue bar. I, I couldn't help it, dude. I just wanted to serve <laughs> the best coffee. Which is actually kind of fucked up for other people. <laughs> because no, let me tell you what would happen. <laughs> I would talk to customer X or customer Y or whatever, like at the other store downtown, oh. and they'd be like, Jared made me the craziest <laughs> shot. And I was like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like my coffee tastes pretty good. <laughs> and I'd be like, dude, I talked to Bill, and he said you melt his face. He's like, oh, yeah, I was just grabbing different coffees. I was like, he's <laughs> using like, like, like $25 coffees. Oh, <laughs> I was like, it's getting old. It's going to get wasted. He's I'm going to make this as espresso. Street level? Nah. Street level? That's some child's Come play. On, dude. Come on, Are you new here? <laughs> yeah, You're one of the lucky ones, though, because I think I only served that Roxanita for like one day. Yeah, that. I like to think that was the espresso that like that was one of like the turning points in coffee for me. I think I was like, whoa, like espresso just just doesn't taste like this really concentrated coffee thing. But this is just beautiful. I don't have any tasting notes, but this is just lovely. It was different. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's cool. Thanks. That's cool. That happened. Um, what did, what did you do like when you first got behind like. You're at Bolano. Mm-hmm. You get behind mm-hmm. a real machine. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I remember those moments for me, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm behind the machine now. I'm the guy. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> Were you, like, tripping out? Like, was your first shift, like, an opening shift? or? It was probably a close. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah, probably a close. Probably a slower, like, weekday. Yeah. I, I just remember having, like, a notepad, like, kind of be, like, on the back bar. And I would just write down specs like, oh, this was a little off. This is a little off. And I didn't realize that your like time window, your time is a window. It's not just one number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, it's off by one second. Should I change it? And so I may have wasted some coffee. Um, <laughs> right. You're <laughs> like adjusting the grind. You're all, 26, not 27. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were yeah. going insane. You That's probably didn't awesome. sleep that night. You probably oh, drank so man. much coffee. So much coffee. <laughs> what was your biggest? So, okay. We'll keep going with that story, but what was your biggest um, your your biggest learning experience? Like the thing that you you thought you knew about specialty coffee, and then you started working at Bolano, and then you became a barista, and you're like, whoa! Like I thought all these things about these barista folk, but here I am as a barista now, and it's was it different? Was it the same, or was it you know like was your expectation fully met? Or were you like, 
whoa, you know, like this is completely different than I expected it to be. Yeah, uh, I, I think one of the biggest things I started thinking through was like, I know so little. Like I um, had read a little bit of uh, Scott Rao before. I'm like, oh, I, I know some things. And then like I actually like learned about like recipes and dialing in and just trying to figure that out. And I was like, oh, man, like I have so much to learn. I need to be more consistent. I just need to build my palate um, on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I learned how little I, I knew, and that was kind of a really cool thing. Yeah. So you were at Bolano, and then did you go to St. Frank after that? Yeah. That so that actually, um, I feel kind of bad at this about this. Four months into Bolano, uh, my buddy Chad and I decided to open a cafe. That's right. Yeah. You went oh, for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Avid Coffee. Yep. Yeah. R.I.P. Avid, Avid Man, Coffee. Man, I remember that. You had a Simonelli. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we had you guys' the, old the uh, lab Simonelli. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, one yeah. bad, one bad Chad. Oh man, yeah. Uh, so we uh, we decided to open a cafe in South San Jose, and we didn't think through location super well. But uh, we we had a really good deal, and Chad's like, "Let's do it," and I'm like, "Okay." And then so um, we just went for it. We uh, oh man, we just put some time into that place. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the day before, we realized that, like, oh, like, our machine's not going to work. Like, uh, they, they sold us the place with, like, this, uh, oh, I forget. It was, like, a Rancilio, yeah. um, Epoca or something. Oh, and yeah. Just, yeah, it didn't work out. So uh, we, um, we uh, I actually talked to Chromatic. This was my first interaction with Chromatic. And, um, like, the boys came through. They were like, oh, here is a here's a Aurelia. And so they just dropped off their Aurelia wow. and uh, we borrowed it for a little bit. And then we we're like, we need our own machine. And then we uh, bought the Aurelia from, uh, from Verve. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were, uh, um, a Verve account and we served, um, we were Chromatic's first, uh, local account as oh, well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's tough to open a business, eh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, and, and you said it, I mean, you were relatively inexperienced oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and that's, I mean, I bet that was a crazy learning experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there were some, oh man, we had like the solo shifts. I don't know how I made it through those. I'm, I like being with people. So like, just like, like solo opens or solo closes, uh, time kind of just stretched forever, but it was, it was good for learning. It was good learning to juggle things. Yeah. Yeah, What was your biggest takeaway from that? Um, I, I just, I feel like I started to be able to like balance a little more things or try to started to, um, kind of like create a hierarchy in my head of it's like, okay, I need to do this task first, then this, and mm-hmm. then this, but there's a person I got to serve them. And then back to the task at hand, I think. You work solo. Yeah. Solo. R- riding dude. solo is the way to go. Anybody who rides solo actually becomes the better barista. It's true. The student will become the teacher. You can do more multitasking than you ever will with like three other people with you. Yeah. And you you think have to. You think you're multitasking right now with your double bar. You're, <laughs> you're, you're not. You're not news. <laughs> you're really not. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah you could learn a lot by working by yourself for a little while so how long did that last how long was avid yeah going for avid him? avid lasted about uh a year and then uh we just uh chad just decided to like call it quits we gave it a good go and mm-hmm. he well, wanted to jump into some other things and yeah what yeah. was like the if, if you don't mind me digging in yeah. just What's a little because i'm just curious yeah like what was like the biggest pain point for you guys when you really realize you're like all right cool like this actually isn't going to work, so we need to start thinking about other things. Was it just kind of a culmination of things, or you know? Sorry, could could you like was it was it like you have? Did a you bi- get to the point where you're like, okay, we're not we're not making money, or mm-hmm. was it like 
we don't have a growth plan or is it we just don't know enough to like continue this thing forward you know like right is that kind of what you're yeah yeah at? yeah like you have a business right mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. with a friend or a partner and then at one point you have to decide like okay we're actually not gonna have this yeah, anymore it's time yeah what was that epiphany or i f- oh man i and these things i'm yeah. only asking because like this sure. is really interesting to me because like i started a coffee roasting company that i don't have anymore yeah <laughs> and yeah. i'm like you okay, guys are like bros well, yeah like at some point you're just like oh okay crap like this actually isn't going to work and i, I need to start like so i'm yeah. curious about other people's experiences with that yeah I, I just think it was a few months out from the end like chad approached me and he's like hey like this this just isn't gonna work um I'm really sorry. Thanks for jumping in with me. Um, but you should start looking around for stuff. And mm-hmm. I was fortunate to end up where I ended up next and, and so on. But yeah. um yeah, we just were just like this this location didn't work out and we tried. Mm-hmm. We tried, but yeah, so I, I feel like that's not a comprehensive answer. No, but, that's good enough. Yeah. Let's chill. No, I'll, it's chill. You I'll let I'll let you slide this time. <laughs> yeah, you don't gotta go deep on <laughs> Next it. Next time you're not getting away. It's a complicated thing and, and closing a business is a sensitive subject, so it's all good. Um I mean but location good for location you for, is huge, right? So true, so true. For having the balls to just do something. <laughs> for real. Right? You guys went, you went for it. Yeah, yeah. I almost barfed into the mic, but I was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Jared's face was all, almost, <laughs> I didn't actually almost barf into the mic world. He did make a frog face. I did make a frog <laughs> face. I was like, hold back the burp. Hi. Get back to me. Jared almost barfed. <laughs> uh, yeah, locations are good. Chris and I have a good location. Don't worry about it. We'll talk about it soon. It's gonna be great. Cat and Cloud has a, an official residential residential retail location we coming re- out. We have an official residence. Yeah, here's the next cat fact world. Chris and Jared have a retail location. Ooh, maybe a roasting location. Maybe a roasting location. That's a cat fact and that a cat is hint. A cat <laughs> fact. Wait. Okay, okay, so yeah, Friends. twins. <laughs> Super dumb. <laughs> uh, okay, so you guys called it quits with Avid, and then what was the next move after that? Because like, um, once you're addicted to coffee, you're basically screwed, right? You're like, all right, I mean, I I love this. There's no way I'm gonna. You're, you're not gonna go like wait, be but, a computer programmer. Yeah, right? but why is that? Like, before we go to the next place, how do, how does that happen? Like, why? You know, that's like, a, why that's for a great you? Question. Yeah, you're addicted to coffee now. You, ha- you, you, you have, have other skills, coffee. right? <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of. I take pictures. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do, you do stuff, videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, I think uh, one of the biggest things, and I'm so fortunate that I went to Frank next, because I think the biggest thing with coffee that draws me is I love that it uh, creates community. I, I love that coffee connects people. Um, and you'll have people from all these various levels of like loving coffee, whether you have people who like really big like latte and mocha drinks, and then you have people who just drink straight espresso or just straight like filter coffee. Um, but they all come together around this one thing. And then so that's just like on the customer side. If you think about it from... Um, just the freaking like relationship coffee thing that Kevin's so excited about. I think like you get to make the world a little smaller. It's like, oh, this isn't just coffee. This is coffee from this farmer in uh, San Vicente mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Kevin Boland's the owner of St. Frank Coffee in San Francisco, California, for those who don't know. And uh, he's a Bruce competitor. He used to work for Ritual Coffee Roasters. He got six in the United States and just edged me out. I got seventh that year oh. in Houston, Texas. <laughs> I don't think at all it's because his nickname was Tex and he was competing in Houston, Texas. <laughs> but I kind of do. So sorry, Tex. <laughs> he had great coffee, though. And he has that was the year he built the relationship. Wasn't that with San Vicente? No, that wasn't San Vicente. That was uh, the other hunter in coffee. Was that? What, do you remember that one? It's the other one. Um, Nacimientos? No. Las Neves. 
Las Nieves? Las that Nieves. One. Yeah. Oh, that's Las Nieves. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to remember. Oh, man, that coffee. Anyway, mm. okay. So yeah. you went over to the St. Frank coffee after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I sent Kevin a resume and I didn't understand traffic with San Francisco. I actually came um, a little late to the interview and I was like, oh, this is going to go bad. But Kevin sat down with me anyway and we just we talked. And then he's like, all right, I'll, I will think through this and I'll get back to you later but I'd like you to like sit down through this um, little training thing I'm going to do with um, these two new hires and I'm like sure and so we just we hung out and he just kind of went through like a basic history of coffee and still let me be a part of that and then I left and went to do whatever else I was doing that day and then he called me either that night or the next night and offered me a spot and I just jumped for it yeah yeah and then uh, I mean St. Frank was relatively new at that point yeah yeah, yeah. You had those unique, fun, uh, the ghost machines you talked about. Yeah. Is that what you call them? They have, they have so many names. Okay, so I, I feel like everyone there affectionately calls them um, uh, Jeppies or Mr. Jeppies. You know, kind of like a Mr. Espresso. It's a shout-out to Jeppy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think Kaminsky likes calling them ghosts. And so I like calling them ghosts because it just sounds so, I don't know, yeah. ghost. It sounds cool. Black ops. Yeah. Um, but I think <laughs> Jeppy himself wanted to call them, like, uh, Minims or something. Minims? Yeah. Okay. yeah, so you have like three different names floating around. I like Ghost. Chris, Chris, Chris has, sounds cool. Yeah, Chris has a deep uh, connection with Jeppy. He goes way back with Jeppy. Yeah, Jeppy, if anybody doesn't know, is uh, his name is John Ermakoff, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Jeppy, and Jeppy was kind of his um, like handle on all the coffee forums back then. And he always did like little tweaks and did weird things. He had a, um, a pressure profiling piston like air driven machine that we played with oh man circa 2007 8 something like that drew and i went to a cafe seven eight yeah yeah and and so he's been pressure profiling and running stuff like that for longer than anybody hands down yeah and he did the first uh timer mods to the anthems that drew and i got um custom mine had a, like a box on it and then drew's was like version 2.0 mounted into the chassis Anthem and is a grinder y'all anthem is a grinder trevor corlett owns my anthem right now i sold it to him <laughs> at to, a madcap coffee to uh move to santa Michigan cruz slash washington dc and he did the timer mod on my rover too wow uh, but cool. yeah john is a badass and it's not if you go to saint frank and you call it a mod bar, you just might get punched in the face. Yeah, it's not a mod yeah, bar. Not a mod bar. Not no. a mod Emphasis bar. Emphasis on the not a mod bar. It's not a mod bar. It, it lives under the counter, but it's not a mod bar. Yeah. It's kind of a hydra on steroids. I it's a say. ghost, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's a ghost minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows that, you guys. 30-second John Ermakoff. Yeah, uh, oh, man. The you, inventor. What? Uh, That's all. The inventor. No, I was just going to go like... Sidebar. Is anybody down for a sidebar? Oh, always down for a sidebar. Do you want to talk about the uh, Verve anniversary Party? Wow. I, uh, <laughs> Jared, Jared, like, so. <laughs> all right. Yeah, everybody, I have made an a hole of myself with this guy. <laughs> that, we have, Verve had these had some pretty good parties, in, uh, every, and we had an anniversary party at the roastery, which is a pretty big space. It's like 5,000 square feet downstairs, 2,000 upstairs, roasters. It's all open. It's pretty. It's in Seabright neighborhood in Santa Cruz. And there's a bunch of people hanging out outside in the parking lot, and the doors all rolled up. And this dude was sitting there, and he looked very much, very close to Jeppy. And I, <laughs> I'm standing, you know, like eight feet away from this guy. He's sitting on the curb uh, down at the bottom of the stairs. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jeppy, you're here. And he's like looking at me. And I'm like, maybe he didn't hear me. I was like, hey, Jeppy. <laughs> and he looked at me again, and he didn't. And he's just staring at me. And I'm, and he, he like had a kind of a different deal. I was like, you get a haircut, Jeppy. <laughs> 
<laughs> not Jeppy. Yeah. This guy stares at me and I go, you're not Jeppy. And I just walk away. <laughs> Uh, Chris Baca's wife Jenny loves that story. You get a haircut, Jeff? Hey, Jeff. She always says that. You, to get, me. A haircut, you get a haircut, Jeff? <laughs> I'm like, first of all, this guy has no idea what I'm saying. It probably sounds like gibberish. And <laughs> second of all, and then I repeated it, and I was, I was like connecting with this guy. I was looking in his face, and he was looking at my face, and he had no idea what's going on. And then I just, br- I'm like, well, see you later. <laughs> just <laughs> call you next time, Jeppy. Jeppy wasn't there. It's a song I wrote. No, Jeppy was there. Was he actually there? Yeah. Oh, but it, this guy that was not him. Jeppy. Oh, he was there later. He was there later. <laughs> ah, Jeppy. Miss you, bro. <laughs> and that does it for part one with Chris Mendoza on the Cat and Cloud podcast. Come on back for round two. 